following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday on the huge show across Michigan, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up, and new customers who do that will get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. Always use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It is a Moneyline Monday, presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together for our number three on a Moneyline Monday, presented by DraftKings. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. A lot of conversation today about the suspension of Mel Tucker. Tucker did release a response to the public in regards to Brenda Tracy's false allegations as of 9-11-23. I will read his two-page statement in a moment. Also, David Jesse, or Jesse, not Jesse, David Jesse, uh, he has followed uh, the colleges and stories from Nassar to the Michigan situation uh, to this Tucker story for the Chronicle. He'll join us, ex-Detroit Free Press guy. Thank you, Superfly Hayes, for knowing our guests and what they do. That's why you separate yourself as one of the great producers ever in radio history. David Gregory is a lawyer and also a sports agent for Bull Rush Sports. He has joined us in studio all show. It's been good stuff to get a legal viewpoint because you do have possible Title IX violations. You have a hearing set in a month. David has filled us in on some info that Tucker isn't required to attend the hearing. Is that what you said? Like, so he doesn't have to go if he doesn't want to. Well, the regulations uh, make it very clear that participation is voluntary. And also the regulations on Michigan State side, they could have suspended him immediately when Alan Haller heard about the complaint, but he didn't have all the information back in December. In July, a hearing was noticed uh, to Michigan State or to both parties. So is Michigan State that, that these are the things that we need to know who knew what when is Michigan because it's about two individuals. It was Coach Tucker and the Brenda Tracy is the school notified there will be uh, a hearing when we go back to late July. Right. You know, what, understand well, well, where I'm coming from the school's office of institutional equity and their Title nine office is essentially running the whole process. So the school is aware. And, you know, as we've been informed, members of the Board of Trustees were made aware of the risk committee. Uh, so there is an ability to disclose some information so long as it's necessary to carry out the purposes of Title IX. But generally speaking, there's a privacy and confidentiality requirement. All right. So you're a lawyer. Uh, you're a sports agent. Both sides of that world come into play uh, when there are settlements, whether it's a player you represent and there's an injury settlement. 
or a buyout of a contract. It could be with the coach you represent one day. You got Jake Witt out of Northern Michigan, a Uper drafted uh, by Indy. Uh, in most contracts, is there language about if something happens or if there's sexual harassment or you know criminal gets to a different story, but uh, those clauses that are there for athletes? Yeah, and coaches. It's very common. It's a common element of NFL player contracts, uh, college coaching contracts, and the language in Mel Tucker's contracts pretty standard. Briefly stated, it says they could they could get out of they could fire him with cause and not owe him the rest of his salary if he engages in any conduct which constitutes moral turpitude or which, in the university's reasonable judgment, would tend to bring public disrespect contempt, or ridicule to the school. And with that story that came out USA Today early Sunday morning, late Saturday night, about the phone sex allegations between Tucker and Brenda Tracy, you're a lawyer, that will qualify as enough, and that probably led to why he is suspended without pay right now. Agreed. Let's say it was even determined that he, he it wasn't sexual harassment and that it was consensual. I still think they could say public ridicule, this, this right by, now, yeah, public right? ridicule and contempt. Um, you know, reasonable in our reasonable judgment, you have bought contempt, ridicule, and and damaged the university. And that's why he's suspended without pay. I'll, I'll read that statement. Mel Tucker's response to Brenda Tracy's false allegations. As of 9-11-23, this looks like it's right from Mel's laptop or iPad written by himself. Doesn't look like the normal PR piece. I'll read that coming up. I do want to get David Jesse's thoughts on this. Writes for the Chronicle, ex-Detroit Free Press, education writer, uh, does incredible work when it comes to stories uh, connected to colleges and universities. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Welcome back, David. How you doing? Uh, a little busy today, but uh, other than that, pretty good. All right, uh, from the first time you got wind of this story to where we are right now with the latest with Mel Tucker's uh, response to Brenda Tracy's allegations, uh, what's your read on everything? I, I think there's a number of questions still out there that I just don't know the answer to, and I don't know when we're going to get the answer. I mean, I'm curious to know, as I said in a, a, a post on X or Twitter or whatever it's called these days, uh, last night, you know, why didn't they suspend uh, Coach Tucker when there was the first complaint? Why not suspend him in July? Why not, you know, why suspend him now? What's changed other than the publicity? You know, uh, there's a lot of process questions that I'm, I'm just curious about. Um, you know, the board and the president both said that they were told there was some sort of investigation going on. Um, and so you do have to protect, you know, all the confidentiality. That's that's fine and understandable. But I still think there would be a way to maybe place him on a suspension earlier. Um, certainly that happens to other employees uh, at Michigan State and at other businesses all all the time. If my bosses at the Chronicle would investigate me, you know, certainly within their rights to, to put me out, um, you know, for a while um, while they while they while they looked into it. So I, I'm curious about that. I'm curious about the timeline of it. I mean, if they had, if they had the initial report in July, why wait to October? 
um, to schedule a hearing that seems like that's a little past their established 60 days uh, to get a hearing in. You know, so I think there's a, there's a lot of questions still out there. His name is David Jesse, writes for The Chronicle, joining us on the huge show across Michigan. So is there any guesstimate on your end from, I don't know if there's anything to compare this story to that I've ever seen uh, in the state of Michigan, but uh, when when is all this behind Tucker, Tracy, and Michigan State? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know that it's going to be behind them for a long time. You know, it seems like, and I was having conversations today with a whole host of folks, Michigan State is unusual among universities in that this stuff just keeps popping up there. You know, and Michigan State fans hate for folks like me in the media to keep bringing it up, but it's unusual. You had the Nasser case and all that went on for cover-ups there. And William Scramble, the the, uh, the boss, you know, his uh, Nasser's boss who was sexually harassing people. You had, you know, more recently you had issues around the business school dean that led to the ouster of a president. You've had, you know, all this stuff that just keeps popping up and popping up. And and until Michigan State somehow gets a handle on this and restores trust, I, I don't know that it's going to be get behindable in any quick fashion. I mean, you just had to look last night and uh, at the post coming from Nasser survivors. We're saying, yeah, not surprised by this. This is what Michigan State. This is what Michigan State does, and you know that was that was several years ago. It takes a long time to restore trust, and if it keeps happening and that trust keeps getting torn down, it's tough to rebuild. Yeah, we read some of Rachel Den Hollander's uh, tweets in the last twenty-four hours, and uh, the first survivor to step up and face Nasser uh, publicly, and. Just a process. Uh, she's offered the help. Uh, I don't know why Michigan State didn't have the greatest process to expedite and also thoroughly vet any allegations of sexual impropriety on their campus by their employees uh, with their students that after Nasser, they didn't have the blueprint for every college or university in the world. Well, remember, they had a plan. Rachel Den Hollander put together a plan with a number of other survivors and experts and presented it to the board and thought they had it all in place. And then there was the last second uh, behind the scenes board politics led by Joel Ferguson that killed it. And so a lot of the things that would have been in place that would have helped catch some of this uh, stuff that would have made. Um, made it more punishable for example a supervisor uh a supervisor policy um which you can argue tucker as you know a vendor with a vendor uh miss tracy could catch him make it you know make that instantly fireable you know uh, offense that's what happened down the road at, at michigan right that's why mark schlissel is no longer the university of michigan's president they had that policy you know a policy in place there and toughened it after that and Michigan State didn't. They had the opportunities after NASA to put a lot of this in place, and, and they chose, the board chose, uh, for a variety of reasons, not to do it. Yeah, a tone-deaf board of trustees, and I know not all the same people during NASA. They were totally pathetic. Uh, so how long ago did Rachel Den Hollander and other NASA survivors approach the Michigan State Board of Trustees with a plan, with a process, 
that could have avoided maybe even this Tucker situation? How many years ago was that? It would have been about five years ago, I think, because it was yeah. about seven years ago, right? They shot it down. Did they ever give a reason why they shot it down? No, they just voted it down. But, okay. you know, there was a lot of interesting circumstances. The swing vote was was one board member who um, suddenly went into business with Joel Ferguson on a building in Muskegon. And so there was a lot of, you know, <laughs> back and forth stuff going on behind the scenes. And they ended up losing a contest, losing a contested vote. David Jesse, I'm telling you, he's as good as any reporter I've ever come across in my 32 years of doing sports radio all across this country, now with the Chronicle. Uh, follow him on Twitter for the latest on this story, David Jesse. Is it J-E-S-S-E? Is that just your Twitter handle? Uh, the Twitter handle is Reporter David J. Oh, Reporter David J. Excuse me. Uh, my my, I'm changing my handle to Host Billy B. There you go. All right. We love you, David. Thank you. Yep, thank you. Yeah. David Gregory, another David in studio, known as David G. Uh, he, Kenny G's brother, but that's a whole other story. So you hear that the survivors went out there with a the plan five years ago to the Michigan State Board of Trustees, and they shot it down. Why would you want to shoot something down after you just forked over, what was it, $600 million in the yeah. Nasser? Something, uh, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, whatever. Where five to you know $600 million. Why shoot it down? Because there's an arrogance, and I will say this, and Michigan has navigated through it, and you hope with Santa Ono it's different. But there's an arrogance, and it's not Izzo. It's really not the coaches. I'm not going to go there. But there's an arrogance inside the green and white walls of Michigan State that because you're in a college town, you control everything, everybody is connected to that university, that you sense this power. And in my 32 years that I just mentioned to David of doing a talk show, I've seen it in Austin, Texas, with the University of Texas. I've seen it with Texas A&M. I've seen it with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. And And I've lived it here for nearly 22 years. Uh, in Michigan, with Michigan, Michigan State. And they can't get out of their own way. Yeah, the Board of Trustees just shoots down an idea that the survivors wanted to get involved and help Michigan State have a process, have a plan that will not only protect the school, but protect future victims of sexual harassment, assaults, unwanted attention, whatever it is, and they, they shoot it down. This is where, and I want all of you Michigan State fans listening right now to hear me. I am not anti-Michigan State. I'm not anti-D'Antonio. His wife told him not to come on my show because I said, for a man of faith, why would you take on a student athlete like Mike Hart? So be it. I don't care. I don't. My show's done fine. He's done fine. He went to the Rose Bowl. I have a cereal bowl. We're all good. It, it all works. But I will say this right now, that after how they handled Nasser, and to hear things like David Jesse tell me that the Board of Trustees for your Michigan State University turned down survivors of molestation at the hands of somebody connected to Michigan State and just turned it down and didn't follow up with their own plan. And now you're right back here. And Michigan State is a national embarrassment again. Is it on Alan Haller? We don't know. I don't know what he knew. But you know who the power brokers are? As presidents have spun in and out since Luana Simon was shown the door for her lack of forward thinking with Nasser.
but given a healthy living expense and home and everything. And I've been through that. Nasser thing gave me, I was popping Advil like they're Skittles. Talking about it all the time because we had to talk about it. And, that, and today I am talking about it. Because I find the way Michigan State handles things connected to Nasser, their board of trustees, and even this Tucker situation to be the worst leadership I've ever seen at any school. And you know what's sad? Is that they got a guy like Tom Izzo who does it the right way. I know some of you will say, oh, what about this? No, no, he does it the right way. See all those players who come back, reunion weekends, whether it's football season, basketball season. He does it the right way. There's other great leaders. Michigan State golf team, look what they did in the folds of honor collegiate. Hockey, I, baseball, softball, volleyball, women's basketball, I'll go down the list. This isn't anti-Michigan State for those of you on Twitter and the Michigan State message board, which I appreciate all the publicity for The Huge Show. It's at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and search The Huge Show for all of these incredible free podcasts. It's a shame you get it for free. I should be charging you, especially double for anybody on a Michigan State University fan board. But you have to step back, like I did today. I stepped back today and said, I'm going to present factual information, bring a lawyer and sports agent in, bring guests in, comp, couch, stout, David, let them tell the story. And I've had it when I hear that about Rachel Den Hollander and the Nasser survivors willing to help Michigan State avoid another situation. This is nowhere near Nasser. But you know what? It's a top headline on the CBSSports.com college football page. And Michigan State has one of their bigger home games out of conference ever happening this weekend with Washington. It is up to you, the boosters, you, the fans who buy the tickets, you, the parents who send your children to that school. It is up to you to make a statement to that university and say, Things have got to change. And it all starts at the top. And you can follow the timeline of Nasser. You can go read that story anywhere you want to. You can listen to Mitch Lyons, a former board of trustee, national interview, almost three hours on the Saturday Night Huge show where he laid out exactly what happened. I tell everybody, listen to that. And then now you look at Mel Tucker. It looks like he's. It looks like me sending notes to my kids on what they need to do. He's responding. You, you, everywhere you turn, the story is everywhere. And if you would have listened five years ago, Joel Ferguson and the Michigan State Board of Trustees. Oh wait a minute! They'll probably try and get me off the air in Lansing or call advertisers like they did before during during Nasser. Yeah. Telling people to uh, not advertise on my show or stations to drop my show. Yeah, I dealt with it. You know, I, I, I stared it straight in the face. Didn't bring it up on air. Matter of fact, this is the first time I've ever broached the topic. Until the Michigan State Board of Trustees, until they get their heads out of their asses, Michigan State will go nowhere except recycle and become the worst story in sports today. And that's a shame because I'm telling you, 99% of the people there are great people. 
great coaches, great programs. I'm telling you this, but it's a leadership. It's a constant change. Look at the revolving door with ADs, with school presidents. You know what the one common theme is? And I'll say this, and you can talk about Gus, and you can talk about Judd, and you can talk about Izzo. You've had three coaches in how many years? 40, 50 years? Whatever it is. It's basketball. They do it the right way. I know some of you would disagree. Izzo does it the right way. So how can a university be that disjointed? A massive university. A university that can show their heart and love for others when children are shot on that campus. Tailgates that are awesome. I've never been at a bad Michigan State tailgate, and I doubt the Board of Trustees or the leadership has anything to do with the great parties at Spartan Stadium. Breslin is a wonderful place. There are great students. I look at the Michigan State Medical School right down the street from where I'm broadcasting at our flagship station, 96-1 the game. So how can you be that tone deaf to things involving sexual allegations of sexual harassment and molestation? Because you think your Spartan S is bigger than anything out there? No, this isn't about Michigan State fans. It's not about those of you that hate me on Twitter because I tell like it is. It's about the Michigan State Board of Trustees, which, by the way, controls everything, everything at Michigan State. And they're elected officials, if I'm not wrong. They're elected officials. I'm not going down that rabbit hole about people elected not doing the right thing. That's for another time. Maybe another podcast. So it's time for you, the Michigan State fans, who put your hard-earned money into that university, into donations, into your kids going to that school and their kids and those grandkids, that you demand that the Board of Trustees in that university reflect what you want in your school. End of story. More with David Gregory, lawyer, Sports agent, Bull Rush Sports. Also, I'll read that Mel Tucker two-page release on his own. It's not through a PR agency or a lawyer. This is, it looks like it's handwritten by him, where he gives his side of the story. I'll read that next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. In the den. Dan Dickerson. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. When the Tigers traded Michael Fulmer to the Twins last year, the return elicited a bit of a yawn. Sawyer Gibson Long, a guy with a 70 RA at AA, not considered a top prospect. The Tigers, though, saw a guy with a fastball that played up in the zone, but a pitcher who needed better secondary offerings. So, Gibson Long and staff went to work. They added a cutter, reshaped his slider, refined his attack plan, and slowly but surely, a real pitcher emerged. And we got to watch a very confident Sawyer Gibson Law make his Major League debut yesterday. He was impressive. Ten up, ten down to start. He ended up going five innings plus two batters, two runs on four hits, no walks, and five strikeouts. Gibson Long has come a long way in just over a year. A true organizational success story.
Bill Simonson here for my good friend, Josh Garvey. He is a managing partner at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together. And did you know Bean Garter can help your business with outsourcing your payroll and other business needs? That can help ease tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. Just go to BeanGarter.com to find out more how they can help your payroll system and make your workplace that much smoother. Go to BeanGarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And they can help you with all your payroll needs. Like I mentioned, tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. All your payroll needs can be handled by the team at BeanGarter. Find out more at BeanGarter.com. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Join Van Andel Institute Purple Community for the Be Brave 5K Walk and Run in Caledonia on October 7th at 8 a.m. You can participate in a day of fun and exercise all while supporting breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Ton of conversation today about the suspension of Mel Tucker. If you missed any of it, uh, we are everywhere. Podcasts are free. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. You can listen to everything we talked about today. I'll check in with David in a moment. I want to get his thoughts on what Tucker should do right now if he was Tucker's agent. By the way, Mel Tucker did release within the hour a response to Brenda Tracy's false allegations. That's what he titles it as of 9-11-23. I wanted to read this before uh, we're done today for the audience. And this is from Mel Tucker. And again, I've seen PR releases. This looks like it's his writing, you know, done on a you know, word. It's really a couple of pages. So I'll read it to you. Uh, Brenda Tracy's allegations of harassment are completely false. The proceedings initiated by Miss Tracy are devoid of any semblance of fairness for any matter of this importance. And the university's hearing scheduled 
for October 5th and 6th is so flawed that there is no other opportunity for the truth to come out. That is why I share some truth with you now. I helped bring Miss Tracy to campus in the summer of 2021 because I support her mission of sexual misconduct prevention. This single presentation was her only paid engagement with the university. We developed a mutual friendship that grew into an intimate adult relationship at this point. My wife and I had been estranged for a long time. Miss Tracy and I engaged in dozens of calls throughout fall 2021 and winter 2022, many of which she initiated and which occurred late at night. We both talked about all sorts of intimate, private matters. She told me that I could trust her, and I proceeded to do just that. I was absolutely unaware of the previous negative comments that she had made about iconic MSU coaches, then-President Engler, MSU in general, and even her more recent criticism of Coach Harbaugh that I learned about during this investigation. The 1,200 pages of investigation material that Miss Tracy released to the media contains a number of important facts that any fair-minded person would want to know in evaluating this situation. Even the investigator hired by the university found that we had a, quote, personal relationship, and that we shared, quote, deeply personal and private information with each other, unquote. Miss Tracy encouraged our personal relationship by inviting and accepting gifts from me. During the investigation, Miss Tracy admitted requesting and accepting my gift of expensive athletic shoes, a $200 Venmo payment, and a personal contribution to her nonprofit. Not only did she accept those gifts, but she had to provide me her shoe size and address to receive the shoes and the Venmo ID to receive the money. Yes, I did have a late night intimate conversation with Miss Tracy in April 2022. Again, as even Miss Tracy's statements to the investigator confirm, the conversation had nothing to do with the university and was outside of the scope of Title IX or any university policy. By the way, while press reports have called this a Title IX investigation, that's inaccurate. The university admitted there is no Title IX jurisdiction. So the investigation of my private life was relegated to an alleged policy violation. While I am saddened by Ms. Tracy's disclosure of the sensitive nature of this call, let me be perfectly clear. It was an entirely mutual private event between two adults living at opposite ends of the country. She initiated the discussion that night, sent me a provocative picture of the two of us together, suggested what she may look like without clothes, and never once during the 36 minutes did she object in any manner, much less hang up the phone. Following the call, it was not until four months later, only after Miss Tracy's next paid presentation was postponed and only after I complained to her that she and her assistant were spreading rumors about my marriage that she ever told anyone, including her therapist, best friend, or attorney, that she was offended by the call. In fact, she gave me every indication that everything was fine. She sent me a happy Father's Day text two months after the call, and repeatedly expressed a desire to return to MSU, telling my assistants that she had a close relationship with me. 
Also, contrary to her allegations, I never canceled any presentation. Given a personnel change and scheduling challenge as football season approached, we merely postponed it until January 2023. She chose to file her complaint instead of proceeding with the training. The investigation has not been fair or unbiased. I can only conclude that there is an ulterior motive designed to terminate my contract based on some other factor, such as a desire to avoid any Nasser taint or my race or my gender. The sham hearing scheduled for October 5th and 6th is ridiculously flawed and not designed to arrive at the truth. For example, in this Zoom hearing, neither Miss Tracy nor any of her witnesses will be required to testify under oath or penalty of perjury. Two, we cannot present or offer any substantive evidence of innocence. And three, there is no opening statement, closing argument, or any opportunity to explain our case. This hearing process was obviously designed for student infractions not to address personnel private acts between adults in which disclosure of the intimate details impact one's reputation and career. I have no intention of allowing Miss Tracy's character assassination to go unaddressed. Miss Tracy's attorney told us from the very beginning that I should not lose my job over her allegations, but that it would take a lot of money to make it go away. Her twisting of our personal relationship months after it concluded is designed to revive her career and destroy my life, precipitated by her greed. One of the most absurd allegations by Miss Tracy is that if our relationship and associated facts went public, only she would be harmed, not me. As the world can see, quite the opposite is true. I have been ripped from the team that I love without any meaningful opportunity to tell my side of the story other than this press release. I am incredibly proud of the outstanding group of men on the team, and my heart aches to be sidelined. I ask everyone to consider carefully the undisputed facts outlined and reserve judgment until the full truth comes out. Wow. Uh, David Gregory, that doesn't sound like the words of somebody trying to hide something or cover up uh, what happened from a lawyer's perspective. Uh, a sports agent's perspective with Bull Rush Sports. What do you take from that two-page statement this afternoon from Mel Tucker? Well, uh, it, it said it was released through his lawyer. Yeah. Uh, and it points, it sounds lawyerly, but actually it does sound more conversational, which I think is a good move, number one. Uh, number two, uh, I don't think he has anything to hide because the facts are out there. It's just how do you interpret those facts? She said that the phone sex, to, to keep it uh, family-oriented for the show, the, that incident was unwanted. He said it, she never expressed that it was unwanted and that it was part of a larger intimate relationship. And she didn't hang up developing. the phone, and they were on the phone for 36 minutes. Right? And that there were other calls and a, relation, a burgeoning relationship and that it was purely uh, a consensual act between two people in some form of a relationship. So the facts are pretty well established. I don't know if there's a lot of dispute about facts, uh, maybe about whether he uh, terminated her contract with the university to do training, and that's significant. But really, he's saying it's part of a relationship. It was consensual. She was saying it was unwanted, and that's what this hinges on. 
Well, it's interesting from Tucker that he says there's ulterior motives here. Uh, he alleges that. So that was interesting that uh, they want him gone. And they're using this to, at least he's alleging that, that somebody out there uh, wants him gone. Uh, when you, when I read what he said about the relationship, he makes some valid points, uh, at least from, but that's his word against her word. So you got two different stories here, right? It, it all comes down to whether, you know, it was, uh, there was consent or whether she expressed that this was unwanted. Uh, and, and I don't know, maybe she doesn't even have to express that it was unwanted, but that's what it hinges on. Was this unwanted sexual behavior or was it consensual? Well, in Mel Tucker's response, you being a lawyer and sports agent with Bull Rush Sports, he said this doesn't fall under Title IX jurisdiction because it was private, away from school, not on, at least from what we know, on school property, that the hearing isn't what normally is done. It's more about student infractions. How, what would you take from uh, that part of uh, Tucker's statement released today? Well, all along, he has been alleging that there is no Title IX jurisdiction, he and his attorney. And this MSU's policy is called the Relationship Violence and Sexual Misconduct and Title IX policy. There's one policy for all of this. Title IX does cover sexual harassment. I'm not saying whether he's right or wrong. I haven't seen the report. Does it cover sexual harassment with somebody outside of school grounds? It covers that. She's a contractor. Right, so they're the vendor, right? Yeah, I'm not saying, I don't know what the uh, investigation determined about jurisdiction. I don't, uh, because we haven't seen it. Uh, I just knew, I do know it's been an issue number one, and Title IX itself does does bar or include sexual harassment, and there's at least a colorable claim here that is covered because he's a university employee and she was a university contractor, and she was scheduled to come in January of 2023. I think he talked about that, and then there was scheduling on what he said, and then she canceled, and that's where uh, the complaint was filed and where all this began. And and. She claims he canceled shortly after a conversation they had in, I think, August of 22, uh, which was after the phone sex incident. And state, under what you said to start this broadcast, uh, under their Michigan state policy, they have the right to suspend him at any time once a complaint's been filed and also relieve him as head coach. Well, they have the ability to very clearly place him, place any employee on administrative leave if they're a subject. And of that's a paid or not paid, and he's on it, it he's on non paid leave right it, now. It doesn't state that in the policy. I think there's sub policies. Very clearly, it was in their authority. I'm not saying they should have or should not have done that. They didn't do it. They had the power to do it. Um, whether this is covered by Title IX or not, or just the other part of that policy, is a little unclear. That's clearly been an why, issue. Why didn't his lawyers file a motion? So I, what, what, if you don't agree that it's under Title IX, don't you go to an Ingham County courtroom or a judge and try and see how, how does that process work there? Well, this is a purely administrative process. and so it's they, not criminal or anything, And they right? raised the issue during the investigation in multiple communications. So how do you fight it if, it's not, uh, if he thinks it's not under Title IX? How would one fight that? Well, uh, he goes to hearing, number one. Uh, he appeals the hearing if it doesn't go his way. The question is, is whether he could ever appeal that decision to a court. I, I don't know that. That's beyond my expertise. But as a practical matter, 
I don't think there's a lot of redress there. Um, I think he's setting himself up for, uh, here, you asked me at one point, well, what would you advise him? I would have advised him to go public first, but that ship sailed. Uh, but now that all the facts are out there, I would say he's done a statement, uh, too, obviously. I would suggest he do an exclusive interview, tell all, give his side of the story to someone probably on television. Uh, and then I would say you've got to fight this and probably threaten a discrimination lawsuit. In fact, I wrote that down before you read the statement. Uh, and that's very clearly what he has to do to position himself for some kind of settlement with the university over the terms of his contract. If Again, the university is probably going to take the position if this hearing uh, comes out that he violated the policy or Title IX, they'll probably invoke the morals clause and say we don't owe you anything. He'll obviously want to try to salvage something of that. I think he's trying to position himself for potential settlement of the contract. David Gregory, lawyer, uh, sports agent, Bull Rush Sports, based here in West Michigan. Uh, he really connects to coaches and players all across uh, the state. Got Jake Witt signed uh, with the Colts and drafted out of the UP at Northern Michigan University. David also played at NMU. Uh, thank you so much. Really, really strong stuff. So glad I brought you in studio today. Thanks for having me on, Huge. And I do want to say, I, I'm a lifelong Michigan State fan. This doesn't make me happy uh, to talk about this stuff. And I have tried to give you an objective position here. Oh, you've been perfect. Position here. You've been wonderful. Thank you, David Gregory. Uh, lawyer, sports agent, Bull Rush Sports. Follow him on Twitter and also our legal insider. And when stories are connected to uh, sports agents, uh, the NFL, college football, and more, we turn to David Gregory and Bull Rush Sports. One final segment straight ahead. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. It is time to go inside the leadership locker room once again with Greg Harris. He joins us. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great, Billy. Good to see you. All right, let's talk about that sage book and sage advice and uh, what you can bring to the table with people listening right now. The book itself was a wonderful project for me to honor my parents and grandparents and the wisdom they gave me, the sage advice. The sad part, Billy, is sometimes we don't listen. We think we know. And the book really, I hope, is a message for those that buy it and read it. Go back and learn from your elders and people that mentored you because they give you nuggets to live by. I didn't always do that, Bill. That's the part of the book. What do you think is the best nugget uh, somebody uh, who was a little bit older than yourself gave you that you still use today to maximize leadership? My grandpa was a good businessman, and he said to me, Hey, Greg, don't put lipstick on a pig. If it's a bad deal, walk away. And your grand. Father was a smart man. Smart man, exactly. Yeah, yeah there you go. All right, Greg Harris again. Uh, Sage Advice yep. is the book available uh, wherever you get your books. And also you can go to MaximizeLeadership.com uh, to find out more. That's MaximizeLeadership.com. Friday, October 27th, TVs and Practical Jokers are up to their usual trips. If you're not here, you are missing out. It's the Tenderloins at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Sal, James, and Brian for two shows and twice the last. 7 and 10 p.m. Tickets start at $59. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Don't miss the Drive, 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 Drive Tour with the Tenderloins, October 27th. Party hard, laugh louder. Details at SoaringEagleCasino.com. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. 
This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live wrapping up a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up and new customers then can bet five bucks on any NFL game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Just use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you missed our conversation today about the suspension of Mel Tucker, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge.